Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So... You can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Come on, kids, now gather round. Grab along and sit right down. What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground. It's the campfire shit show. And now, your camp counselors, Bo Hufford and Mero Climo. Every week, the first thing I want to ask you when yes. we sit down is how is your relationship going with my boyfriend? No. <laughs> with God? With every Yes, how is your how is your your relationship with God? Um my relationship is going very well with God. With God. Okay. Boyfriend no, boyfriend go, very go good. Go with God. <laughs> uh, with my nervous laughter. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Jewish shout out to the victims of the Poway shooting. Did you see that? That could have been me in a temple. Oh my god. Isn't that scary and awful? That's your segue? What's my? It's from a joke, no and a, a joke to the Poway shooting. I thought about my God, and then I thought about Judaism, and then I thought about a recent shooting here. Meryl, and I just the way you think, I don't know. Brrr. Meryl, what? That's my mind. My goodness, what is so let's, offensive? Let's just move on. How's your relationship? My relationship with with God? Um, no. Oh, <laughs> my relationship in true. <laughs> everything we, that's in true right yeah, there where you ask me and then you immediately go back to you it's really good it's really really good we got into a huge fight yesterday because wait yesterday yeah why um his dog this is why i ask what would you do his dog with that has like a really long furry hair mm-hmm. like is blind and deaf and so old and just continues right, to cling right, on to right. life yeah. and she walked out of her crate and she had like poo stuck to her oh. and all over her and i said to him like can you please help with that? And then he kind of did like a, no pun intended, like a half-assed job. And then oh, I said right. again, but I feel like I was, I was like, um, the way I was standing, I was like literally above him, like on a different level of our house and everything. And I kind of like looked down upon him and I said like, it's not done. You didn't really clean off the whole area yet. What was and he doing at the time? He had come home from a really busy, stressful day at work. And so he was just freaking out. And his dog was just covered in poo. But like, I did not ask for these dogs. And I just, <laughs> this is our only point of contention in the whole, like, this is the biggest thing in our relationship is just living with these the dogs that I have like and I've I just told him point blank like I see these dogs as like a um like an interruption in my life like I will be nice to them and I will take care yeah, of them but I, yeah. I and you're not I'm not going to like roll around on the floor with them and like yes I see them as like an inconvenience but like let's go from there at least and so 
point just got into a huge fight and then were finally you respectful and communicative yeah, in the way that you very feel like, very much so okay. i really was you you were calm and you didn't attack and you just said hey this is how like 60 percent of that okay yeah that's what i thought <laughs> and i just and he yeah. said that i, I treat the dog like a dirty diaper <laughs> well, and, you do. You always he, talk negatively. I know. About it. And then he went upstairs and kind of closed the door. And then he opened the door and he said, "I'm making an appointment to put Haley down." <gasps> At which point, what? I know. Then of course I'm like, "You can't do that." You can't oh, do that. but you now are. I wish. I wish I would have said, "On do a Tuesday at three, let's do it." Because what if I had said that? And he did it. <laughs> okay, there's so <laughs> much about this that I want to unpack, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Love. Uh. What I really wanted to get to, oh, also, just so you know, my relationship, going great. I know. Everything's good. Nice. Cleaning poo off of each other. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rub it all on you. <laughs> um, well, today, we've got someone in the sleeping bag. Yes. By the name of Brian Howie, uh, who runs something called The Great Love Debate. Yes. It's a live show that turned into a podcast. He's going to talk to us about also his uh, producing, his writing, his directing. He is all-encompassing in yeah. terms of like the men, women. Actually, not even just men and women, all type of relationships. And the yeah, he said he's traveled a lot, and you'll hear more about it, but The Great Love Debate is a show that he travels. It's uh, part comedy, part relationship advice, and uh, he's been very successful uh, with his own podcast with the same yes. name, The Great Love Debate. Yep. Also has, a, a, we found out, a food a food podcast, podcast called The Great Food Feud. Yes. And so uh, we had a great time kind of. Or we uh, were going to. Right now we're unzipping it, right? Or are we. Is this the intro? We, yeah. Yeah, this is the intro. So we didn't have a great time yet. We're about to have a great. Remember? <laughs> this is. I can't believe I'm in control of our continuity because this is so not okay, like us. So we have to clear that out. But a we're bit. not going to edit because remember yeah, what Brian gonna, told we're us. We're going to edit. We're not. We should edit. Okay, this full part. disclosure. <laughs> what we do is we record the thing and then right <laughs> after we act like we weren't haven't talked i mean people know this mirrors, they're not guys. stupid they know that we're not you know actually there's no girl named meryl it's just who, and like a who i puppet. don't even have a girlfriend i'm single ladies <laughs> let's do this but until we get done with this and i can go be my single self and meryl can be just the ai that i've programmed her to be yes let's go into the sleeping bag with brian howie <laughs> I used to think everybody had a book in them. I, I was a big f- book. I did book publishing and all that. I think everybody's got a podcast in them now. You, yeah. I yeah. Know. I think so, too. We, it seems we, like everyone's trying, too. We but. heard, or, you know, we're part of this, like, uh, Facebook podcast thing. And uh, people are always on there asking questions, right? But some of the questions, I'm like, no, not everybody has a podcast. <laughs> I, I almost disagree with you because this one person uh, jumped on, and we had mentioned this before, but they said, like, I got all the equipment. I just don't know what to make the podcast about. It's like, oh, God. Yeah, but I think that that person wouldn't be any better without a podcast. <laughs> That's true. So I think it'll help people hone their voice, their message, their stories, even if they have no audience. Yeah. See, that's so sweet that you're supportive. And also, yeah. too, in full uh, we, honesty, right before you got here, Bo and I got in a huge fight about our uh, a title of a last episode. Yeah. And then I felt like it was like a band that just plays to like an empty stadium being like, no, you're in court E. Okay, <laughs> just to be clear, we didn't get into a huge fight. She's well, being dramatic. Dramatic. I mean, I d- we disagreed on something, and that was the extent of it. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. I uh, I think anybody who has a business, has a brand, has a Facebook page, has anything should have a, a podcast, should be part of it. Yes. Yeah. We do podcasts. We just launched one for some realtor in um, in L.A. What are they talking the about? By the Beach, B-U-Y. No. Get it? Oh, um, brilliant. He basically, the podcast sort of paints a picture of both the nutty real estate scene in Los Angeles because he's got a lot of crazy clients, right. which was entertaining. Right. And right. then it's like 
he's also trying to sort of sell the idea of maybe everybody should move to Santa Monica <laughs> around the world, you know? Yeah, well. We do one on postpartum depression. We do one really? on a bunch of tech nerds. Is it called Bye Bye Baby? No, that's oh called uh, the postpartum party. Oh, um, I like We that. do one called... Here's uh, the advice. Get over it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that sympathetic to it, I know. We do one, uh, these guys who drink craft beer... And they're nerds, and it's called technically drinking. So they talk about oh. tech and things. Um, Brian, this so is like. Did you come up good. with these names? Yeah. Oh. So we're right. part of what we do. We package them and we do all that kind of shit. But I believe in the. I believe in podcasting as a model, like as a as a thing. Yeah, I do too. It is a great way for people. And we talked about before that I mentioned to you that our naming ours SHT, like having shit be SHT, was not the brightest no. thing. Well, but we still at the hard. time we we were so stuck on the yeah. idea, but. Yeah, said we had to change. Uh, so fucked up. It's funny. You, What'd you, you change it to? Uh, it's fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm fine with Krista. <laughs> Allen. With Krista Allen. <laughs> it could be like we don't know what we're doing it was anymore. Changed with I'm fine with Krista Allen. That's so, so funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the Great Love Debate. I can't wait to see slash be part of it. Uh, the the touring show mm-hmm. of Great Love Debate. Yes. It's our 367th show. Oh, my. In a year? God. No. Or their whole life. I was going to say. <laughs> day. Yeah, we do three a day. <laughs> I uh, wouldn't doubt it with you. In five years. So can you just tell us a little bit about what is the Great Love Debate? The Great Love Debate is a live, funny, <laughs> feisty, extremely interactive uh, show about love, sex, dating, relationships Yeah. in each particular city. So wow. every city is different. Every crowd is different. I'm wow. different. It, it's, I mean, I've done it so many times, I kind of know where the bodies are buried. So there's yeah. there's a little bit of a process to it. People. But it's pretty much we wing it. Like, I don't know until we, till I get on the stage what we're dealing with in terms of male-female breakdown. I don't know yeah. the age breakdown. I don't know the, uh, the black, Hispanic, white breakdown. Right. So right. you kind of have to roll with it on the fly you don't know how conservative the audience you don't know if you can joke about trump you don't know if if everybody's divorced like right you really have to take the temperature of the room right in the first 10 minutes to figure out what you're dealing with we want people who understand sort of the social fabric dynamic of the city yeah, yeah. and um sometimes that's really famous people and sometimes that's serial daters and sometimes right. that's athletes and you know all over the place. We've had probably, you know. In my case, an ex-con. D- whatever. <laughs> and we've had we've had that. Really? Oh, we've had everything. Like talking about conjugal visits, or well, we've talked about. He was in Miami. The girls kind of liked him. Oh, of course. They liked the bad we like boy. Like a Ted Dahmer, yeah. Some girls said, like, "What Jeffrey were Dahmer. you in for?" And he stole like a million dollars from something, and he did like four years. Ooh. And after the show, that's the girl. That's the one that the. <laughs> They're like, how much of the million do you have left? Like, yeah. um, oh, he's an entrepreneur. Yeah. He's the yeah, he's the one that all the girls <laughs> wanted to talk to. So who knows? This one I'm really excited because I don't. The, one of the guys is from Vanderpump, or he dated one of the girls yeah. in Vanderpump and like broke her heart. Like, that which was, I can't even. Who did he date on there? Uh, Shay? Shanna? Or, Shanna? Or, yeah, Sh- Shay? Sh- whatever. Her name the is. one with like the really big eyes that gets up and dances yeah. and sings, and she shouldn't. We've had um, <laughs> <laughs> we've had Stassi Schroeder from there do our <gasps> show. We've had a lot of the Bachelor people do the show. Oh, um, awesome. And it goes in all sorts of directions. We've had all sorts of ages. We've had people in their 80s come. When their twenties come, so people come and they want to know, they want to hear the stories of like relationships well, and what works and what you think maybe doesn't. Depends on the city. Okay, New York City, especially the women, they come to be validated in their misery. They want to hear <laughs> this city sucks. 
Mm. And men are assholes. Ah. And I won't give that to them. I think they're wrong. But generally speaking, most people come to these shows, first of all, hoping to meet somebody. But they mostly come. Really? At, they mostly come. They've had engagements. Wait till he tells shut you. Shut yeah. up. Tons. They mostly come because they're like, am I the only one who feels this Aww. way? And mm. at the end of the show, they realize everybody feels this way. Right. And that solace, that camaraderie goes a long way to breaking down the walls. And that's why so many people... I mean, we have 48 couples that we like know of that are confirmed they're now engaged or married for meeting at, just meeting at one of these shows. And that doesn't even count for the thousands of people who, who have changed their dating so life. So people are coming to this show because they're interested in relationships. And so if they're not in one, they're, they're typically coming single or... Some, about 20% of the audience is married or in a relationship. Some people come because they're looking for a third. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, oh, especially yeah. in Austin. I don't even think Portland. about Portland. That. That's a thing. I should be looking for but a third. But a lot of it is about confidence. It's about communication. We have done our regular show. We have done gay shows, married shows, black shows, college shows. Cool. Every possible variation of the Great Love Debate we've done. If you printed out the transcripts to all of them, they're all pretty close in terms of really? its communication breakdown between partners or... or, or um different age groups or whatever, but we're all pretty much the same. Can you give us a quick sample maybe of like what a topic would be? Very first thing I ask and uh, will be, I start the show this way. I will say the biggest challenge with uh, love dating relationships in 2019 in San Diego, California is what? And the hand goes up and we go from there. Wow. And uh, if people don't want to put their hand up, I say, uh, get up. Get the fuck up. Let's go. Yeah. And uh, it's if people don't want to talk, they're the first ones I'm going to make talk. <laughs> I'm so if offended. somebody hides in the back of the room and gives me that, you know, Southwest Airlines, don't sit next oh, to me. Look, yes, yeah. I'm going to call one. them in like two yeah. seconds. Oh, you're that teacher. Yeah. I'm like, get I like up. That. I go, we'll sit here all night. Like, let's go. You didn't come here to be I safe. I might say, um, take out your phone. Let me see your Tinder, Tinder profile. Oh, my I gosh. might do like it literally. I, I don't know. Till we do it, but I've done yeah. a lot of them, so I know. And because what you want to do is make everybody feel uh, my frustration is both not a, a, a death sentence for me, yes. and it's also not necessarily something that you cannot express out loud to other people, and that everybody has it. Like the women love to hear that it's not so easy for the men, especially in a place like San Diego. Right. The women just think like, "Oh my, it must be so easy to be a guy here." But yeah, the guys have their own challenges. It's not. It's not. it's not. Do you feel like dating was easier before all the digital stuff or the digital stuff was just like us not hearing back from like men in their caves or anything? I like that? used to, you know, we used to say that uh, to get your head out of your apps. And we used to say <laughs> that the best dating site was Earth. And we had oh all of these gosh. little clever things. But I think what it, the reality of it is, is back in the 1930s, a lot of women were probably like, I can't believe that asshole called me. Instead of oh, like, coming up. Yes. I think it just has taken time for it to shake out uh, yeah. in terms of how to use the technology to date. So I think it is a tool that you should use uh, in addition to trying to meet people in real life. If you were looking for a job, you absolutely would be on LinkedIn. You absolutely would be right. on ZipRecruit. You'd use digital tools and you would also... Network, network, do the old fashioned yeah. way. Your yeah. dating should be the same thing. You should sort of diversify your dating portfolio. You, I think, you have to do both. Yeah. Um. It's just some people have come out of 
you know, you're in a relationship for 15 years or married and you come out and it is like landing on a different planet now. Yeah. I, I and have that's a scary. friend who's going through that. Just had her husband yeah. cheat on her and she's now, okay, well, what do I even do? Yeah, so the women run out, they get a tattoo, they get a boob <laughs> they job, their, they, yeah. they do, and they're like panicked. Like yeah. time has gone by. I yeah. And, and I, I always say to calm down because even if you knew how to use the tools, you really don't even know what you like or are looking for now because you're a different person than 15 yeah. years ago. Your life has changed. Your perspective has changed. What you might be attracted to has changed. You need to just take a breath and just go to Home Depot and start talking to men. Yeah. You know? I mean, the es- Especially like after like uh, like going into dating right after, so fresh out of being cheated on. I yeah. feel like you're going to... Re- like, yeah, that's that. a lot. Yeah. Uh, all you have to learn that all men are not cheaters right and all men so there's a lot of that you're constantly i would say that the women look for red flags and the men look for green lights <laughs> that's a real thing and so the women now what 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 has changed the most in dating over the last 15 years is not the technology it's the blurring of the gender roles huh. uh technology is the reaction to that it's because we are afraid to interact now as men and women because we can't we hear all the time i'm an independent woman i don't need a man he doesn't really understand his place and Mm. coming up to you just cold turkey at target seems crazy now right crazy women do not react well they don't react well so people are hiding behind um we had a woman who was at our show in chicago and uh do you guys have uber pool here yet Yes. Yes. yes okay she shared an uber pool with a guy she couldn't wait to get out of the car to find him online to say hello to him. Like rather than turn her head right, she needed to go home and swipe right because it seems so forward yeah. to say right. hello to a stranger without this barrier of protection. We need some sort of you accepted me, you like me before you can even say hello now. And that's going to take some time to shake out. You know, my friend who was cheated on, she said to me something. It's been like a couple months now and she's still getting into it. She said something so awesome this last weekend. She goes, uh, I realize it's it's not sex that I don't like. It's that I didn't like having sex with this person. So after, of course, she was in a bad relationship. He was cheating for years. Yeah. And then she realized like, oh, wait, I thought I hated sex. So mm. then she got out and she got this whole new renewal of well, like trying something that, that she hadn't done well, in a while. That's funny you say that. Last time we were in San Diego, which hasn't been in, it's been like three or four years since we did a show here. A woman says to me, this was after the show. She's like, you know, this is the first time I've really been out. I've, I've got divorced after 20 years and I go have you been on a date yet she's like yeah I was hanging out with this younger guy and I go what was it like having s- you know sex regularly after 20 years she's like I'd been having sex I hadn't been kissed in 10 <laughs> wow what? and that said everything about her marriage right no intimacy wow. yeah, yeah. Wow. so it was like making out was a big deal right you know right and so you know you learn and people people want to know there really is a comfort level to know that your next door neighbor or your girlfriend or some friend is, doesn't have it so easy. Yes. But it's, it's a little confusing for everybody. It's That's... really confusing time for the men now because I think the men are pretty clear on what the women do not like. <laughs> They're less clear on what the women do like because the women are not clear right. on what they do like. And, and is that uh, those yeah. roles with women are changing and they, they are. are still figuring They're, that out. Right. right. So especially in the last year, because it was really hard for us to do the show during the, like the, the height of the Me Too stuff last year. Oh, yeah. Half the women are like, I have been itching for this fight for 20 years. I want to blow the whole thing up. 
I was right, men do suck, blah, blah, blah. They're probably right on some level. And half the women are like, shut the fuck up, you're going to scare off the rest of the guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, right. And so there's this girl-on-girl crime sort of That's going what I on. Look women too. And, the men are, and the men are like, I'm just going to sit this out and PlayStation and porn. Like, mm. I'm going to do that. Interesting, yeah. That's the real enemy. Retreat. And then what about the whole subculture of men that just kind of send dick pics and like put is that because they think women will let them and they do or is that because they I, do get a response every like two out of ten girls does well, respond i said this if a guy sends a dick pic to a hundred women six will respond if a guy sends a poem to a hundred women six will respond and everything in between yeah so his his point is the women aren't responding to anything so he's yeah. just like Fuck it. Here's the low hanging like, fruit. I like that I'm you just said that. Send that. Like, you're right. Like, it's not that nobody answers, and it's got as good a shot as anything else. So I'm not saying go ahead and do it. I'm just saying until the women say, "Here's what we do," right? We will respond to because the women are not responding to anything. And I would like a poem about a dick pic. Well, that's <laughs> like why a that, haiku. Because with like a big if he girthy. sends a poem. His worst case scenario is she's going to like laugh with her friends about it. Like, look what an, you know. Yeah. And he's like, he doesn't want that. So he's just like. Here you go. Here you go. Have so at the dick pic, right? <laughs> Some woman in our show in LA said, "Send me the dick pic. Send me the FICO score, and let's get to work." From <laughs> See, there. that's how. Yeah, because I feel you like know? that's the changing of gender so roles too. You can't say no women want it. A lot of women the want FICO it. score. A lot of women send pics too. You know, so we're all trying to figure out how to use this technology because we sort of aren't comfortable in how we are in each other's space lives now right. yeah you know you used to be able to ask people out at work that's out right right you know it used to be the worst case scenario if i went up to you and said hello to you publicly you would just reject me now you might get fired you might get sued right. you might and guys <laughs> are like when you when the ladies figure it out get back to us but i don't know if that's happening so people are getting married later people are mm-hmm. not having as much sex it seems mm-hmm. there's other the- ways to entertain yourself yeah we did a show in, uh, we were over in Shanghai, in China. And when you go around China, you see men and women on dates all over the place. Everybody in Starbucks is a couple. All over. It's because they don't have Facebook, they don't have Tinder, and they don't have porn. Mm. So if you want to see some booby, you have to feed her, just like in the <laughs> 1950s. Like you, it's like old school dating because mm. they don't have this stuff. It's really yeah. weird to see. Yeah. I didn't think about that. <laughs> I yeah. know. So, so in all your travels, let me switch gears a little bit. Um, in all your travels, is there a city that stands out to you where it was really difficult to crack through that first initial, like, come on, people, let's get talking? The first, it, it's it's still the same city is Singapore is uh, Singapore is San Francisco. San Francisco. Oh, is it because they're just very PC or like the men there think that the women think they're too good for them, and the women are like, we are too good for you. <laughs> I have the same job as you. I have bigger balls than uh, you. The women there are so over the top feminist and never want it that uh, the guys are so emasculated mm. that it is not. They don't even have a sense of humor about it. It's just, it's so, I, I stopped going there. Really? Like, really? We, we have, we, I'm just like, I'm not going there anymore. And was this including the, the whole like Silicon Valley crowd too? Or Silicon Valley, it? these guys, that's a problem too. Those guys, the sort of techie guys, they have like a layer of social awkwardness combined with entitlement. They're like, I'm smart. I got a good job. I made a lot of money. Yeah. Why aren't these girls naked? Yeah. yeah. And the women are like, I don't 
fucking need you. And and so there's the weird dynamic. So those shows, I'll kind of work through San Jose when we get through it. <laughs> but we'll go. I'll still go once in a while. But San Francisco, I'm just like, I'm not going back there. They're not open to this dialogue. Yeah. The I don't need men, which you you have every right to say that. Don't come to the show then. So were the shows lively or you just felt like they weren't having it in terms of everything? Like just they, there. They're not laughing. They're not. It's not fun. Yeah. It's it's mm. uh, it's angry and it's blaming and the town is like that. And it's just it's not that fun. Does it me. seem like it's like, just tell me what to do and I'll go do it. Like, give me the rules. Fine. But I don't want to. This is And the women are like, well, you should know. I shouldn't have to tell you. OK, there's a lot of that. It's not my job to train you. It's, it's like not, a lot of ego, you know, but you do, then you do a show in. um you know, Atlanta. Oh yeah. yeah and that's fun, I bet. the average age is like 24 and the girls are flipping out. Like I've been a bridesmaid 10 times. never going to happen for Aww. me. And I'm like, so, because in <laughs> the, so in the, in the American <laughs> South still, if you get married and you get divorced by the time you're 30, the marriage failed. If you don't get married, you fail. Ah. That still exists down there. Yeah. So there's this sort of scramble. Really? To get married. And so the women are just like, I need to just do this and they put up a lot of crap from these it's what are Atlanta, Atlanta men like taking advantage of the fact that the women will put up with anything and not it. dump them yeah the southern gentleman is a real asshole <laughs> trust me yeah they're living living life and then I'm scared to ask oh no that's right I just realized you just put out the news that San Diego was voted what laziest, laziest. man and that's and not one person I talked to doesn't disagree with that they're almost rude this morning I said that people were, she was like, I'm so relieved it's not me. I'm like, it's absolutely you. And then lazy like if you in live terms here, of. It's lazy in terms of, there's there's three sort of parts to the laziness of, of San Diego dating. It's so nice here and comfortable, day-to-day mm-hmm. -day quality of life. Dating is uncomfortable. Why would I want to get out my of my comfort zone to sit across from somebody I don't know for 45 minutes? Right. So people are, are, are able to have a fairly satisfying day without taking that risk. The weather, because other than today, it's nice most days. There's no sense of urgency. Tomorrow looks like today. So, right. so time goes by, and so people aren't like, oh, my God, it's October, and we're not going to be able to go out for four months yeah. in Seattle, Chicago, place like that. That hurts. The other thing is you guys know that new people are going to move here from all over the and be thrilled <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Woman stood up at our show in Cleveland and she said, nobody's going to move here. We have to figure this out. She's right. <laughs> We're locking the doors yeah. until all of Cleveland's right. married. There's, <laughs> a, there's like a pool of, of, there's an endless supply here and people here know that. Yeah. They know. So there's, true. it's not a game of musical chairs where you've got to grab one. That creates sort of a lazy dating culture i was yeah. gonna say too when i the the year that i was single i broke up with my i was dating my boyfriend now and then we broke up for a year and then we got back together but the year that we were apart and i was looking like he went and got two really hot girlfriends during that time and i had like nothing and the only time i found dating success if you call it that was i was just going up to la to date and i felt like the guys were more um, even if they were a little bit on the douchey side, they at least like said, "Let's go to a jazz club," or like they made actual date, oh yeah, like, old school. They might want to date a me. lot of people, but yeah. they want to date here. It's a yeah. little bit, it's a little more bro. Well, I mean, yeah. the, the, the culture here. <laughs> I say this too is like the fashion in the city is the same way. It's like people are just like eh, comfortable. I, I can't tell you how many times I go out and mm -hmm. in a nice bar, people are in yoga pants <laughs> yeah. and like... You can uh, wear the visor. Yeah. You can yeah. wear the... I, and yeah. I'm just you're, like, come you on. Like, whether you're going to the game, you're going to Del Mar, you're going to eat tacos, you're going to the beach, 
It's one. Yeah. It's everyone's one either yeah. going to or yeah. coming from the yoga studio yeah. or the workout place. And it's like, come on, guys. You, you know, you go to a city like New York, and it's like the fashion there ranges quite a bit. But well, I think Lululemon is her dating. I th- because yes. girls can look yes. look and feel cute without having to get dressed up to go to a date. Yeah. So they can go to Whole Foods and they're still the cute. They get the attention. They get all that validation that they wanted without having to be like, oh, I only get that from the old days when he would ring the doorbell and see me and get all excited. They, they get that a thousand times a day. It's hurt. There's no more like ripped baggy sweats out there anymore. <laughs> Girls look cute all the time. All the time. All the time. Well, that's Other I guess ones that's good. Do. I also think that 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 is also hurt. A date used to mean, you know, I don't know, 15 years ago, a date used to mean I called you up, I asked you out, I picked you up, I took you out, I paid for you, I brought you home, and if we liked each other, we probably made out in the car for a little while. Now it's text me, meet up, hang out, it's like we, there's my yeah. Uber, bye, and you're not even really sure what, it's like a glorified hangout because we're not, for whatever reason, allowed to pick them up anymore. Because hmm. then they know where you live. As soon as I have your phone number, if I'm a psycho, I know. Where <laughs> you know, but that pickup used to be, I would show up. There'd yeah. be that moment where I do, he might show up with flowers. He would open the door. He wouldn't be so drunk because he was driving. It was all good. <laughs> Fifteen years ago, we had to pick you up. Like we had that was like a yeah. thing. Like take me out of property. You have to pick me up. And the women are like, we knew the guys better then. No, you didn't. That guy had a pen and a napkin at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's all <laughs> he had. And that guy had to pick. You, they watch too much Lifetime and too many Datelines. Right. And they think everybody's a psycho. And this. Mm. You know, I need to be able to get out of there if the date sucks. That didn't happen 15 years ago. Right. That, that's crept into dating now. Yeah. This fear culture is crazy. Were people more picky then? No. They were <laughs> less picky then. And the term that you used got to me too, hanging out. Because I felt like I was dating my boyfriend, living together for three months. And he's like, I'm so happy we're hanging out. I'm like, hanging out. We're like, yeah. So it's almost the term it's hanging like, out to me, is, even after you it, sleep together. It, is It feels the same because there isn't that specialness of what a date meant. You know, you meeting each other afterward. You've taken away the ride. And, the, and I ask women all the time. I'll ask them at the show tomorrow night. I go, who's here who's like 37? And like a bunch of people raise their hand and I go, can we pick you up for a date? And they're like, no way. I go, but we used to have to pick you up. What changed? They got nothing. They're like, just because it's different now. I bet the guys in 1974 were crazy. They were drunk. They weren't wearing a seatbelt. They were They're all terrible. But there's not a long history of first dates where the guy. We've seen too many news specials now. The internet exists, so you see like everybody's a psycho. Everyone's killing people. But the real psycho, if you really watch the Lifetime movies, it takes three months before (laughs) he can hide it, and then he moves in next door, and then it all goes bad. It it doesn't go bad on the first date. And he like scalps my best friend at first, and then we don't know who did it. It takes a while, so the women have no answer to that. They're just like, cuz. You can't pick me up because I just I don't feel, you know, which is fine. And they have every right to feel that way. But when you're going into dating with this, I hope he's not going to kill me. That makes it a challenge for the dude, you know. So who is who? Okay, so San Francisco is the worst. It's not the worst. It's the hardest for me to do the show. The worst place to date uh, is Seattle. Okay, Seattle's the worst. Yeah, because you're throwing every bad thing about San Francisco in with <laughs> worse weather. You're offended. It's raining. Yeah. You're There's adding a hundred more rainy days. Well, on top. What's the best in your opinion? Uh, well, uh, two years ago it was Milwaukee. Really? 
La- I would say Milwaukee's like Chicago without any of the bad parts. <laughs> you know, interesting. Last year it was Minneapolis. Okay, so Midwest, amazing. Definitely. Mostly, but this year we named Washington D.C. Really? Yes. Washington D.C. has of the people you want. Again, it's got new people coming there mm-hmm. from all over the world. Sure. It's got smart people. It's got a lot to do. It's a vibrant community. It's a diverse community, but mostly it is a good career move to get married there. Really? Nobody's hiring 42-year-old single guys to work at the law firm. They think that's reckless. So the sense of urgency to actually get it together, men and women, and settle down is higher in D.C. than anywhere in the Because it's seen as like just another notch in the career. that's not the most romantic reason. Interesting. (laughs) But if you're really, you know, most people are like, I don't care about the romantic. I want the, the, as the women say, I want the house and the dog and the kids and the white picket fence. He's not even on that list. You ever notice that? The guy is not even on that list. He's the means to that. But so the people who are like, I want to seriously date, people in Washington, D.C., they have their fun in their 20s and in their 30s, they're seriously date. And that goes a long way to what people want. No, no, no. New York, they're never settling down. Oh, look, he's so respectful. Yeah. Chivalry yeah. is not dead. I'm going to have you uh, wait a minute so I can ask this question. <laughs> I love it, um, <laughs> so what about Florida? Because we always are hearing oh, like how crazy Florida is. Uh, always. We did a show in Miami uh, like three weeks ago. And this, I asked how many, the crowd was like 80%. Latina, okay. Latino, Hispanic. What do you? It's, it's Hispanic here, and it's Latino. We're San Diego. There? They can't get offended. What do they fine. say? No, it's not Hispanic, but it's like a, it's like half the country says Hellman's and half says best foods. Whatever it is, <laughs> Dominican, Puerto Rican, Cuban. That's most of the crowd is that. And I go, how many of the the women here will date a Latin man? None, zero, not one. And really, I go, really? why is that? And she goes. Because you remind me of my poppy. My poppy cheated on my mommy. Uh. And a guy stands up and he goes, I don't know your poppy or your mommy. And she goes, you lie just like my poppy. <laughs> and I'm like, that's crazy. And she's, I'm like, you're dismissing a whole right. culture. And, the, and right. the Latin guy's like, fine, I'll take the white blonde girl. I don't care. And so there's this whole wow. like, same thing that we go to, we go to. Silicon Valley and the Asian guys, the women are all like, these guys remind me of my dad. Wow. Uh, there's like intercultural racism going on. The Asian girls won't date Asian guys because they right. remind their mother dad. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, so who do Asian guys usually end up with? Nobody. Uh, <laughs> and they have a tough, seriously, I feel... I, I was doing the math there. I know. They yeah. have a tough time. Oh. The uh, the black women have a tough time. Yeah. Why? The sisters because, are mad. Because like, we, I love black men and they I like love me. love me a sister. Well, right. I, I said that's that with right. a hard A. Bo is dating. That's what, yeah. Well, black woman explain. A black woman stands up and she goes, it's not fair as fair to the black women because the brothers have crossed the road to get a date. You know what I mean? And a black woman stands up. She goes, cross the road. Hell, I'm going to have to cross the border. And uh, I was like, yeah, I get it. There's certain demos that have tough. The ones that I feel the most sorry for, and you're not in this pool and I'm not in this pool, is the short guys. Uh, really? Because yes. a woman would never say out loud, I would never date a Jewish guy or I would never date a black guy. Nobody That's would say tr- that. That's but they true. will say, I only will date tall guys. I've heard I will that. never. They were are open about their short discrimination, and the percentage of men that are over six feet is small. Right. You know, they don't care. They will say it. And I was, I'm six feet tall now, but I was five four till I was a senior in high school. So I stared into the abyss. I respect mm-hmm. the plight. And these guys, they just listen to it all day long. These Aww. guys are five six. My dad, my dad is five two. Wow. 
like a and, little and, Danny DeVito and I, egg. And I'm just about six feet, and I remember being very How tall short. How your mom? She's probably five six, five seven. So you're. A, uh, who did your mom say? I'm like with? a mutant. So you're a. I'm a mutant doctor, in my family. Yeah, I believe yeah. they call I, it. I think so. <laughs> Her uh, mommy was cheating on puppy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, but I, I remember amazing. people when I was in like freshman sophomore, like, oh, you're you're gonna be just like your dad, real short. And then all of a sudden, it was like. Yeah, my Thank mom's my mom's five one, my sister's five two. Like it could have, but it, they will openly say it. And we had a guy on stage the other night in Seattle. He was like five five, and the women were carrying on about the tall guy thing. I mean, he was like a jockey, Aww. like he's yeah. short. And then finally, a woman stands up and she goes, "My husband was five four. And a woman said, "How did that happen?" And she said, "By the time I saw him standing up, I was already in love with him." Aww. And that shut everybody up. That is mm. so sweet. I mm. when I dated short guys in the past, I always felt like they were like needy, and it was so funny how we like <laughs> prescribe these attributes. Sometimes tall guys are needy. They are needy, but I just felt like short is like yeah. they need like a wife. Right As away. a woman said in Boston, doggy style, they're all Brad Pitt. Oh, uh. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, the bar is set very high. This is extremely funny. I was just talking to a girl, and she said, "Oh, I said, uh, how's it going? I hadn't seen her in a while. I'm like, are you dating anybody? She's like, Yeah, I just started dating this new guy, and I'm like, it." That's awesome. Good for you. She's like, yeah, he's only this tall. And I was like, why is that even important? In my mind, I'm like, I would never date, I would never not date a woman because she's taller than me well, or sh- or very short. I wouldn't like, either, but, I'll but t- I've, I've heard plenty of people tell me like, ah, definitely has to be six foot at least. I'll like, tell you what, the wi- and the women who are five nine yeah. and they're like, I want to wear my heels so I need somebody really tall. I'm always like, I got news for you. The really tall guy, they don't want to re- date the tall girl because then they're like, I lose my whole advantage in life. Yeah. Right. I don't feel tall anymore. Right. So people are really weird openly on the height thing. It's so nuts. It is funny. Is there a girl, is there like a guy version of that that you see? Like a weird arbitrary thing that guys are like, because I feel like a little extra weight, a little, guys will accept a lot. We love a little extra weight. Yeah. I do. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I want a girl to feel like a girl. That means a little extra weight. You know, yeah. Um, I'm ordering a pizza right now. They, yeah, I'm like, eat, <laughs> and, and again, the more you're eating, the more I'm eating. Yeah, so good. Um, so guys are pretty much guys are of- not nearly as particularly most guys about the physical as they get their reputation for. The women are just as much or more superficial than the men are. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait. I had a thought to break. This is so funny because even like. So uh, we met last week when you were on the news mm-hmm. and it's so funny, like the p- thoughts that people think, because I even thought we met one of the, the newscasters who's going to be on the show, uh, Jenny, who's mm-hmm. really cool. And she's like has a wonderful, insanely like rocking out of control figure. And it's so funny to hear you say like, I mean, which probably I would guess falls under the spectrum of things that men like, because who wouldn't like? Well, her? as I said to her yesterday, I go, Jenny, looks are not your problem. No, and then she's like, "Wait, what's my problem?" But it's so <laughs> funny to hear the the stories we tell ourselves because I even thought, "Oh, a guy like Brian would only probably date like someone with Jenny's body." And it's so funny, like the things that we do to ourselves. That would just make me feel fat. Why would I do that? But that's yeah. so, it's so funny the things that we do to like right. tell ourselves. So why, women look like, at other women differently than men look yeah. at other women. Like, that's just that's so crazy. Yeah, it's no. so crazy the like falsities that we tell ourselves. Yeah, that's, I'm. Uh, yeah, you know, and you better like them. And you better like her skinny, heavy, sick, yeah. all of it. Like, that's a real thing because the body changes in age. The body changes after kids. The body, you know, all yeah. of us. I just got a penis last week. That's yeah, why I change. changes. Yeah. That's pricey. <laughs> that's why I trade in every four years. <laughs> he <laughs> does bows and modelizer. That's yeah. not true. Don't say that. You better like him. <laughs> so I would say you better I, like him. I wanted to do a great love debate uh, version of a bug bite. <laughs> Bug bang.
bites. So basically a bug bite is where we share something that gets under our skin. Okay. Just like an actual bug bite. Yeah. And I want to ask you one that you have about dating or love in general. A woman, a woman doesn't necessarily want to be right, but she does want to be heard. Do you accept that? Yes. Okay. I hear you. The problem is on the information that we do want and need to hear, we either do not get it or we get it too late. All we know is what the last girl liked, and we probably found that out when we saw her with the new guy. Okay? <laughs> so we are dealing with, like, I do not know how to drive this car. Yeah. You know, uh, I did a podcast yesterday. I, brought, I did a podcast. It was my podcast. And I said, <laughs> if you had an itch on your back and you said, oh, my God, can you scratch this? You would give us very encouraging precise instructions yeah. where how right to get here. it yeah. and you would not be like yelling at me you'd be like please just like you'd be really excited to solve for us to get to this itch yeah. okay yeah if we treated everything else that you really needed and wanted like everything from sexually to financially or whatever with that same sort of tone we would be so much better off and we don't do that mm. that's so interesting it's giving us information in so a like way that you. we can understand it, that is encouraging, that we can, we want to do better. Yeah, it is like, what is the end game? What, yeah. what is your, what do you want the, the, the end to be? And it, if you want to be satisfied, there's a way to get there. I think that there's nothing we won't do for you to make you happy. I'm not sure you know what you want us to do or what it means to be happy. When I ask women uh, this all the time, I'm like, what do you need to be happy? Or what uh, this, the list of your... what makes you unhappy <laughs> is right there. Yes. Right there. <laughs> that's how I think a the lot. The list of what makes you happy, you're not nearly as sure about because you don't spend as much time on it. Yes. So if right. you don't know, we don't know. It's I, like we have to I say always, what we want to I get it. I thought that was so funny when I was, I was on Tinder for a, a short amount of time. and Today. Today. And then... It's funny how some people's profiles straight up just say, I don't want this, 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 this. It's like, I don't care they what you don't They lead with the want. negativity. Yeah, it's like, oh. And not this, not, not looking for a hookup. Yeah. I always say, if he's looking for a hookup, he doesn't give a shit that you put not looking for a hookup. <laughs> so you're just wasting negativity <laughs> on so there. That's so funny. You and know, characters. Like, it's, it's crazy. You're bringing your baggage from the last thing. I've dated many girls who I felt like I was paying the price of some guy me from too. nine years ago really? and same thing the other way a lot of women are dealing with some pain because some guy didn't uh some woman didn't respond to him in high school mm. you know there's a mm. lot of men do not how to process pain or anger any of these kind of things and it could come out 20 years later did you ever have a girlfriend pick up your phone and go through it when you weren't there yeah did you get in trouble for it I got in trouble for something I didn't do. It was like misinterpreted. Yeah. You know? That's I why mean, I don't And I always told him, don't something. do that. He could be planning a surprise party. Like, he yeah. could, like, unless it's sort surprise, of like, I'm cheating it's sort of on like, you. don't Google somebody before you date them. I, like, a first oh. time. Like, I know that that's a thing. You know, um, you're just going to have to resist and form your own opinion, especially like me. A couple years ago, I remember. Um, because I've been in you know show business a long, long time. And if you Google me, you're getting a lot of pictures of me with hot chicks like you are yeah. from various things. And she canceled the date because she's like, I see the kind of girls you're with. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, that like was like a red carpet too. thing. Like she was an actress. I directed her in a show. She's like, I'm not going out with you. I don't want to deal. I don't want to deal with it. It made me feel jealous Googling you. And I'm like, well, then don't Google me. So yeah. she painted a picture in her head, and I'm like, that's stupid. But that says a lot about who she would have been mm -hmm. in a relationship. It's like someone Oh, who, she saved me time. Yeah, she, good. Yeah, she's <laughs> totally the jealous person and goes, oh, I'm not going not gonna to deal with this shit. And you're like, well, good. I don't want to deal with that either. Right. So, you know, you're going to have to. Because even if you 
you ignore that and you do go out with somebody. We're all sort of out with each other's publicists for the first 90 days or so anyway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're going to have to eventually unravel the layers and let the other person feel safe in a place that they can be vulnerable without judgment and that takes time what do you think about jealousy i mean it seems like such a dumb thing to be like to still be in a part of our relationships a lot of people's like i'm i I feel like i've finally found a a way to not be in it but what do you what would you say to someone who's dealing with a lot of jealousy well i don't know i never understood these guys who are like who go out at night and somebody looked at their girlfriend and then they get in a fight I don't understand that. I'm like, you should be happy that you had a girl that everybody looked at. She's going home with you as long as you don't get in a fight. Right. Like that guy. And I don't understand the girls who stay with that guy. It's like, my boyfriend's really jealous. I'm like, like, then leave. Yeah. And if she's not going home with him because... She, he he doesn't he can't trust it or it's just flimsy. That it's I don't like, understand well, it. You if, should be leaving anyway. If you have jealous, like you should be with somebody who other people desire or find attractive. Like I think that's a good thing. Totally agree. And if you're um, comfortable with each other and you compliment each other and you treat each other the way, if you know, if your if your boyfriend just checks out and looks at every girl, but she he doesn't look at you that way, like that's a problem. Right, that's right. A, that's a problem. Sure, but it should be like, you know. You should be able to communicate how whatever makes you feel, and and it all comes down to sort of confidence and communication. Yeah, yeah. we talk a lot here about like male female friendships too, because mm. you know I have a boyfriend. It's like it would take a very it takes a very non jealous person for me to be like I'm going to be over here for four hours at a time. Well, that's the thing. I think she has the right. Because some girls would be like, I think it's awesome you hang out with your ex girlfriends. That means it ended well. Yeah. Some are like, I don't know. I know it's weird. It just bothers me. I think she has every right to say, shut it down. Right. If it bothers her. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that that's their call and you got to respect it. It, She doesn't have to explain why it bothers her or you didn't do anything. But if it's just, if she's just like, I prefer you don't, you don't need to hang out with this. Talking to ex. That's a good subject. Do you talk to any of your exes? Of course. You do? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're still like really good friends with them. Because I'm always the dickhead who's at a wedding of somebody I used to date and I'd be like, (laughs) you know, I used to bang her. Like I'd be such a dick about (laughs) it. (laughs) You know? (laughs) You still have a lot of ex friends? So I was was in, uh, in Vegas last week and a girl I used to date is a they're using her. She's a virtual blackjack dealer. Have you ever seen those? Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Where it's like, they, I don't know where they shoot in a studio, but she's like, you pretend you're, she's dealing and it's fairly interactive. It's like a video game. She's the person I felt like sitting down at the table, like, you know, I know what that girl really likes. Show them pictures of like, sort of. And they're like, because they think they, like, they're thrilled me, to me. talk to this. Yeah, it's she really weird. <laughs> so, you know, you got to make each other able to feel safe with the bad stuff. Um, I'm both of you and, and you know, I think a lot of it, like for me and my, uh, the exes that I do talk to, it definitely went through a time where we didn't talk at all because we needed that space. And then something led to us being like, okay, we no longer are romantically in- interested. Uh-huh. So as soon as that's removed, that's the thing is like, you can't be talking to someone who's still flirting with you. Like one of your exes who's going like, hey, if you ever want to just get rid yeah. of that girl or it's guy. It's the context, like, right, I think. Right. Of, so, yeah. so if there's a respect. If she's like, can you help me move a couch? Yeah, you yeah. can do that. And if I, I feel like if you can't can you rub say, my back? No. <laughs> if you can't say I'm dating someone or I'm in a relationship, yeah. if you can't say that to that other person, that ex, then yeah, there's something up there. There's a lot of um, you know, different sides of the 
declaring on social media that you're a couple you know yeah. I don't, some people need that i had a girl some who's people like, you don't post enough on it and and some and people don't some people you know everybody's a little bit different so you shouldn't you know a lot of a, a real common phrase that people say is like what i'm used to is well what you're used to didn't work right, right. get rid of it like like you every new experience you have to sort of press forward and and figure that out yeah my boyfriend shuts my jealousy down in a way that i'm like well uh, i have to not be so jealous now because i've like ripped hearts off of his computer that like <laughs> that his coworker made and stuff like i i could be a bit jealous but it just so happens that i have someone that like a doesn't make me feel that jealous and b like is so awesome that is kind of like not handling it like or not taking it and so i just and jealousy's of- a little good too a little bit because it shows that you care about this person and you feel yeah. you want like if, if you don't care at all Right. You know, I feel like you I'm don't a lioness. Most of the time, the time, people are jealous of the time and the mental attention. Attention. That's more the word, than yeah. they are anything sort of physical. Hmm. I directed a, a play for a long, long time, and uh, there were like twelve hot girls in the cast. Like that was it. It wasn't that my girlfriend at the time was like worried that I was having sex with them. She didn't like that I was giving them all my mental time and by eight o'clock at night i'm like i'm tired from them she's right. like i shouldn't and she had every right to complain because she had every right to come home and from work and bitch about whatever she wanted and i had to be there but right. because i was worn out from a bunch of other girls um that was a problem you just explain my every day jeez <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and how are you how are you so good at lots of things so you did i know because you're a director author podcaster is that just is there always like did you start with one thing and then blossom from there or? uh i went to college to be a um when I got out of college, I wanted to be a novelist, and I didn't have the talent, so I wrote screenplays, which is shorter. <laughs> you know, you're writing 120 pages <laughs> instead of 400. Uh, and so I started with that, and then I started producing television, and then I started directing, and then everything, though, has has always been driven, The sort of the through line of everything I've done professionally is curiosity about the dynamic between men and women. Interesting. Always. Like, there's always some aspect of it that has to do with that, because I thought... Everything changed in my life when I, I was 24 years old. I went out with this girl to a party and we came home after the party and she's like, I thought I was the hottest girl at the party last night. Didn't you think so? And I'm like, yeah, okay. Went to bed. In the morning, she couldn't get out of bed because she felt fat and ugly. And I'm like, wait, what happened? It was like six hours ago that you were the hottest girl and she's like, you just don't understand. I'm like, I don't understand yeah and from that moment on i'm like i need to ask more questions do research because you know i don't think i was ever gonna get the keys to the kingdom but i thought if i knew 10 percent more than than most people because i was curious that would help and sort of for 20 plus years i've been asking questions about why we do things and how we do things and and, and like i'm that. sure i'm sure you've seen a lot of the trends in dating like the from the rules to why men love bitches to like he's just not that into me and you kind of have you you stay on track pretty much with what your findings are instead of like kind of taking from here and there or do you just like i thought he's just not into you um Changed a lot of things. It was great because it was a man. All the other ones you brought up, like the rules and everything. Yeah, they're just That's just bad advice from other women who weren't having any success. That set women back like 20 years because it was two women who had dating problems guessing at the way they thought Mm. men thought. Mm. I thought that that was wrong. Um, The ones that are good, uh, he's just not that into. He's a comedian. Most of the... We've had a lot of like 
dating experts and therapists and all kinds of people on our stage. The comedians are social observers. I would rather take dating advice from Jerry Seinfeld (laughs) than I would anybody else because they are used to watching human interaction and human nature and they're really, really good at that. Steve Harvey. He wrote a really I good book. I love his show. I was just watching Again, that. Yeah. He's a comedian. Yeah. You know, he wrote the, uh, what's his book called? Um, Not, uh, think Like oh, a Man think, or whatever. Yeah, think like, like Act a Like a Woman, Think Like yeah, a Man something or something like that. like that. Yeah, yep. Comedian. You know, uh, a lot of these things come out of, you know, our show's a comedy show. People always come to me like, are you a comedian? I'm like, no, I'm the social observer who makes funny wisecracks. Yeah. That's um, like t- Mark Twain. That's what he was. Yeah. And so people who are, who are that versus bitter, jaded, angry men or women writing books mm. you know and he's just not that into you is such great advice because i've had that so many times where i'm like well maybe he's uh fallen in a ditch or maybe you know we make so many we, excuses as women we had uh we had john gray on our podcast you know who john gray is, is he, he the mean- venus and mars, mars venus yeah, yeah. Oh, okay and i thought that when he came on he would say of course it's still applicable now of course this book is timeless and he's like no the problem is we aren't mars and venus anymore we're both earth yeah like this come (laughs) to get you can't tell the difference anymore and he legitimately like that's the problem and i thought that was good to admit yeah uh, he's a sharp guy what about someone like uh is it neil strauss who did like the game i think and then the truth like Uh, yeah a lot of those guys a lot of the pickup artist community. Like negging. And that stuff yeah. does work to like get attention, but I don't uh, think it's there's built a, on. There's a layer of, and one of those guys is on our stage tomorrow night with you. Really? Yeah. And I'm not in favor of it. Is he going to neg me? Well, the women <laughs> sort of like those guys because on some level, at least there's confidence and they'll say hello. Yeah. But there's a layer of revenge and I was picked on in high school and now I'm going to get all these girls that I'm not comfortable with and I don't like it and it, I don't like the gamifying of... You're going to go out tonight and do this. I don't like it. I don't I'm not like comfortable. We welcome all perspectives. And, yeah. and sometimes I have people on the stage just to say, I'm, I don't agree with you or to let right. them get exposed. But you, the negging does work. Exactly. <laughs> it's sort of the numbers yeah. game. It's like what you said earlier. You know, about it's like you send sad. A I can't say like it doesn't work. It kind of does sometimes. Yeah. You know, everything's got a, a shot to, to get there. It depends on how you're doing it. But. A lot of times, you know, I've gotten girlfriends because I tried to talk to them for years and they didn't talk to me and then they, <laughs> they saw me ignore them and then, they, you know, yeah. everything's got a chance to work on timing. You <laughs> As know? my boyfriend dumped me the first time around, I was looking into his eyes hearing, like, I think we should just be friends. And I was thinking, like, you are my person. I know you are. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, and I had treated him badly for like seven months. But. It's amazing, you know. As Jerry Seinfeld said, you know, the reason we get together is because of alcohol. Like, you know, because <laughs> it gets rid of some of the inhibitions and some of the insecurities and, and all that kind of stuff. But we're all sort of lost right now. That being said, I think what's happened in 2019, I get asked all the time, like, are you still hopeful? Or are you still confident? Because yeah. we're selling hope here at the Great <laughs> Debate. Um, 48 <laughs> examples. 27, the time between Trump getting 11 9 2016 and brett kavanaugh was a brutal time between the men and the women okay yes brutal it was just angry and whatever what happened after about the time the brett kavanaugh thing kind of turned things around a little bit um what's happened now is 10 percent of the women i think are just like i was right men are assholes i'm out and 10% of the men are like, I'm never, I don't want any part of this. I'm never going to succeed. I'm going to go play video games and watch porn. I'm out. 
So what you're left with sort of is, is sort of this 80%, what I call this leaner cut of, of love. Uh-huh. The people that are sticking it out are like, I want to see this through and figure out a way to, to do it. Um, so our, our crowds have gotten way bigger. Our interaction, the, the question, like people who are still dating now, they're like, the anger is not suiting me. I need to figure out some answers here. Mm. And I think it's changed a lot this year. It's better now. I always had this like existential feeling of I don't need to look for love. It will come to me if it's like my soul's purpose to find it. Is yeah. that just do you, <laughs> like, you, you I, think, well, I mean, I think there's steps you need to take. Put it this way. It's not unless he's a really hot handyman. Love is not coming to your house. <laughs> yeah. So you've got to get outside. Like the same way a job. Unless yeah, it rarely falls in like, your lap. You need to go out of your house. I don't care if you're just walking around, you know, walking around a mall has as good a shot as going to a bar. The common denominator there is you're outside and you're around people. Yeah. You can online date all, all day long, but every time you leave your house in a city like San Diego, you're within 10 yards of a thousand people of yes. the opposite sex, real live people. That's better <laughs> shot than you. Sh you'll get carpal tunnel syndrome <laughs> swiping before you get that many people. You have to. You know, sort of recognize the opportunities around you, act on them, and not kill them. And a lot of times people are like, okay, I'm out of my house. That is not dating time. I'm going to put my blinders on. I'm going to go do what I got to do. Uh, but no, it's like at Starbucks where you run into someone who has a t-shirt on, and then you talk, and yeah, then you Yeah, with the way we have to do Guys in the 1950s, you used to have to go up to a girl. You used to have to say hello, introduce yourself, ask her to dance, and then dance with her. You think it's harder now? No, that would have sucked. Yeah, that's intimidating. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So people have to understand, like, we've gotten so many ways to entertain ourselves. You can binge watch all the shows. You can get online. You can. We used to just be like, oh, nothing's on. I'm going to go outside. Right. Know, in these five channels or whatever. Now I mean, I'm older than you guys, I think. But we used <laughs> to have to do that. There's so many ways to entertain ourselves that you've got to... Resist that because we had uh, we had Dr. Drew do our show a couple times. You know, who Dr. Drew is. Yep, yep, okay. Yeah. And uh, oh my gosh, I forgot that you were on Corolla Digital. That's so cool. Yeah, I was on Corolla Digital. I'm fangirling. I'm Love line. I've done so all cool. this stuff. That's and amazing. so he says, and he's right, that the coming storm is that the 14 year old kid boy now, by the time he's in high school, he's going to be able to put on a helmet, somebody who looks just like uh, Jessica Alba is going to call him by his name and give him a reasonably satisfying virtual sexual experience. Oh that gosh. kid will never ask a girl out. Why? He's Why would you? Why? You know? You could say it's not better. He doesn't know that it's he doesn't better. Know. He has no chance yeah. of getting his heart broken. He can win. This combo of video game porn that's already the coming. VR, yeah. yeah. We I don't know how to stop that. That's never going to be. And stopped. as a woman, that what like, then? What do we do? That's how I feel too. Where I'm well, like, we've heard all the time the women like all I need is is my dog and my vibrator. Really, see, I don't feel that way at all. I know, but we do hear that. Yeah. The but the men aren't the women are afraid of being hurt. They're yeah. not afraid of being rejected. This fear of rejection. Why would I do that? I win at this. My virtual Jessica There's Alba. No rejection chance. No rejection. It feels great. I get high score. What is the incentive for that guy to ever ask a girl out? None. You know? I'm going to start making... So we have like uh, two years to figure this shit out. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to start doing scores in, in oh, the bedroom. Yeah. That's a yep. great idea. Thank you. You uh, turn this into a business opportunity. Yeah, that's what I, I'm going to go away. Well, that shows like, where your libido's at. We're going to start at. scoring our sex. <laughs> <laughs> I make that, that joke about the, the PlayStation, but we've done a few married shows where it's all married couples. I can't even tell you how much the video games come up 
because he feels he's failing his father, husband, job. He's like, I can win at uh, this. And the amount of time that guys are, are uh-huh. spending on things that they feel good about or they succeed, they're just escapes from... Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's so that comes really up all the time. Yeah. Do you still believe in marriage or do you believe in marriage? It's easy for me to say never been married, but um, I believe in two people making a go of it for 60 or 70 years or whatever. Yeah. I mean, how you need to to find that define that legally or whatever um you know you can go to bangkok and plant a tree together and be fairly committed to each other and do whatever <laughs> oh, but that sounds better than most but i believe that most people the overwhelming majority of people like 98 percent of people if you gave them a path a roadmap to a happy loving sharing growing trusting relationship with just one other person they would all sign up for that yeah a lot of people either can't see the path or they don't trust the path but i think everybody wants that interesting yeah except for in austin they just want polyamory in do austin. they yeah. in portland so I thought, I thought that's what you're gonna say about uh san francisco because i feel like all my san francisco friends are like have failed relationships with multiple people like their open relationships aren't going too well and yeah. if you have two girlfriends it means you have none that's the way I look at it. Yeah. You're not, not like more. Yeah, people talking each other into into this stuff. It's it's bullshit. I think we're still societally we've changed, but physiologically we have not. It's going to take a thousand years for us to really change the way we're wired. We're pretending we're not. We're wired a different way, and so and that drives the girls crazy. I'm like, they're like, no, we're different. I'm like, you're not any different now. We're still like the man wants to provide the way all this kind of stuff, and we're acting that that's not still a reality, but it is, and it will be for a long, long time. Hmm. Boy still wants to be the boy, and the girl still is is the girl. Yeah. And, you know, in the workplace, fine. We're all the so, same. So then what happens in a... After in, in, 6 p.m., turn back into a girl. Right. I say that yes. all the time. People are like, I can't believe you said that. I believe it. But what happens in a situation with a gay couple? Like, what what's your opinion in that does, do the two guys then butt heads or the two women? No, butt heads? because there's certain roles in that. The, part, the thing that comes up at our gay shows is <laughs> the 20. The, the, the thing that is sort of the biggest disconnect at the gay shows is the 23 year old gay guy. He was probably prom king and he was out since he was five. Uh-huh. You know, the 52 year old gay guy. He was married for 20 years and uh, half his friends are dead. Yeah. And the lack of understanding of that. And on the lesbian side, there's the sort of the gold star lesbian who's never been with a guy. And then it's like, hey, I'm going to try girls for a while. Like, yes, there's, there's they're not all on the same page either, where it's just like one gay thing. Right. There's so many so much lack of understanding there. So a gay partnership they're going to have to figure out what their stories are, how to merge them. That's such a good answer. That's really true. It's not just one size fits all in anything. And like the 52 year old that you mentioned, there could be a chance that he never thought in his lifetime he would be able to be out, you know, still hasn't told his family. Yeah. The whole thing, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to be gay now than it was for that guy. Right. And they resent that that's not understood by this generation. You know, the people are like, why can't you? Why, it's not. They're it like, be easy. That's great. Why were you married to a woman? Yeah. You know, yourself. Why would you do that to yourself? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's a different time and place. Yeah. I mean, it's like you, our parents. You, look you, at us. you know, you a lot of back in the day, you know, I grew up Catholic kid in the Northeast. The, the you either got married and uh, or you were a priest <laughs> like that. That was sort of the choices <laughs> oh because it was not socially acceptable. Right. 
you want to break your mother's heart by being gay. Not a lot of the moms, they, oh my God, I'm so happy my kid is gay. We can go shopping. Like, that's <laughs> a thing now. Well, it's yeah, and I think I'm, I'm from Ohio and my parents got married because it seemed like it was almost like a convenience thing. Like, this is just what you do. And mm-hmm. then they wake up 40 years later and go, we don't even like each other. Or, or my like parents you, have but been I'm married 52 you. years. I don't even think they like each other, which I believe is the reason <laughs> I've never gotten married uh, because I didn't trust their love for each other or for me. Really? That's my therapist this. Um, so the con- I bet you have a good therapist. Well, by the so way. the concept of it, I'm like, I don't want that. I don't. I don't. That's weird. They don't. Yeah. I don't want that. So I never got married. That's why I took so long. That's why you took so long. I hate to say that. My mom would probably shriek if she heard that. But I just. It took me so long. I did get married. It did fail. Mm-hmm. But regardless, uh, you know, I'm sure that I waited and waited and waited because I was like. No, I don't trust it. I don't. Yeah. I don't trust it. A lot of people don't trust it because their parents get divorced. Uh-huh. I didn't trust it because my parents stayed together. <laughs> you know. But then you you didn't trust the love their love for you. Too? No, really. It wasn't an "I love you" house. It wasn't a loving environment. It wasn't. It wasn't said. It wasn't hugs. It wasn't any mm. of that kind of stuff. It was sort of a cold, wealthy place. Do you think that's yeah. why you're so successful? Is because you've just gotten I to think, create love from other places? I think because I wanted to solve that. I, I somebody I did. Um, Nightline, you know, Nightline, mm-hmm. they followed us around to do a feature on Great Love Debate. And the Nightline people are going to ask deeper questions than the sort of the Fox Morning News people. It's just yeah. the way it is. <laughs> and she's like, what is the end game here? What are you mm. you've done this for long? What are you driving at? And like in the moment, I kind of it kind of light bulb went off. I go, I think every question I'm asking of everybody else, I'm really asking of myself. Wow. And I think until I'm totally like, I get it for me, I kind of am using this as a conduit to kind of relate. Because when we first started Great Love Debate for the first two years, I was like, dating is not hard. You people are screwed up. (laughs) I'm Jerry Springer and I wanted to just mess with it. So you were like the ringleader. Yeah, and the tone of the show, people be like, I didn't, I wish I didn't go to that. That's really (laughs) angry. (laughs) <laughs> and about halfway through the second year, I'm like, these people are feeling stuff. I don't even know what they're talking about, really. And so I, d- I went to therapy. And a woman came up to me at a show, again, weird, oddly, in San Diego. And she goes, you know, I came to this show about a year and a half ago. I can't believe the change. And I go, yeah, the shows are funnier now and they're better. She goes, no, you seem like a different person. And I was like, freaked out. Like, that seemed way too publicly vulnerable yeah. for me. <laughs> But then when I had to think about it, I'm like, I think that they, the audience wants to know you're in the muck with them yes. or that you have been or that you understood. If you're yeah. just like, Pitting people nah, girls them. like me, I'm good. They're yeah. like, you don't understand any of it. Yeah. And it took me to go to therapy from doing great love debate that I had to figure out that whole thing I just said. Oh, I don't trust love. So uh, is your end game... Outside of the great love debate, is your end game for yourself to find love or are you sort of like, I'm right where I want to be? No, I think even if you find it, there's layers of it. You want to do yeah. it better and you want to grow and then you want to figure out a way that more people. My thing, I always say I'm in the, I also do a food podcast, The Great Food Feud. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I'm in the passionate conversation business. And so this is the one thing that I can go anywhere in the world and sit down with anybody and everybody has an opinion, an anecdote, a history with yeah. this. And I think it's a conversation. You know, it's a, a puzzle that you, you're you never going to solve, but it's fun trying to add pieces. I want to hear a shit show moment or moments because you've done so much on stage, on camera, podcast, 
in the in the actual crowd. So we talk a lot about here about people having shit show moments where mm-hmm. everything just goes wrong or, you know, there's something and how they recover mm-hmm. and what they learn from it. I mean, I've seen everything. You, I could just you, imagine. You, you deal with, um, I would say a lot of people can do the job when everything goes right. It's when things sort of go wrong. That's what you get paid for. Yeah. And I was doing this play that had, uh, like I said, a dozen difficult, hot actresses in it. And this one part of it, this girl comes out and to do her, it was like a monologue she had and she's holding a curling iron in her hand. And I'm, the crowd's like, oh, how's this curling iron going to fit? And I knew, I'm like, what the fuck is she doing on stage <laughs> with a curling iron? And I go, as soon as she's off the stage, I go back there, I go, Jenna, what the fuck do you have a curling iron? And she goes, I have to go out after the show and I thought somebody was going to take it and I wanted to make sure no. that, uh, I go, didn't you figure out, like, didn't you realize, like, they're going to wonder why you had a curling iron? And she goes, why do I care about that? And I'm like, oh my I? gosh, I'm I love like, her. I'm like, I, that's, I, that's my style. I'm I like, like <laughs> what, like in the mo- she thought I was crazy right. for thinking that she was crazy. <laughs> like, of hard. course I'm going to bring it with me. You just described every bitches. relationship I've ever had. Yeah, and, and, and I've, she, I've heard she that. She just made me feel like it was, like, it was a dumb question oh to ask. Oh my gosh. Not only didn't I understand, like, why are you even asking me with this? Of course I'm going to hang on to the curling <laughs> I love her. I honestly like. I think that's hysterical. So what about like? Funny. Has, have there been like for real brawls at any of your shows? Well, we did a show. Uh, this was pretty early on, and uh, Bravo was shooting it for some reality show. So the camera's already freaking people out. And a woman stood up and she said, "What do you do if a guy says he's going to call you and he doesn't call you?" And we're like, well, "I don't know if that happens." And she goes. Well, what do you do if that guy's here tonight? And the women were like, show your face. <laughs> oh, my God. And the ent- crowd, they did like the show shut down. Like the women would not continue until this bastard showed his face. Oh, so no. this guy oh, no. stands up in the back of the room and he's like, hey, it was me. I'm sorry. I just didn't know what to say. And the women were like, liar. And oh, like he gosh. in that moment, whatever was going on, and I wasn't skilled enough to get my way out of it back then represented every asshole yeah. live yeah, and yeah. it was like meat <laughs> to the lions like it was the craziest thing wow ever did like, that make it to air on bravo no, no. <laughs> i don't think so because it didn't really have anything with what they were doing how did it end how, how did it get shut down eventually did uh, he leave eventually or? like it just uncomfortably like petered to the end we had a woman and there's another one bravo shot oddly and this one i think is actually airing on summer house on bravo next week um we shot that and a woman stood up and she, we were talking about approachability and how women are not approachable anymore. And this was in New York and a woman stands up and she goes, I don't want anybody to approach me because then you're subjecting me to otherism. And I go, <laughs> what? what the hell is otherism? And she goes, it means that you're singling me out as different and that's otherism. And I so- can't. Huh? Three years ago, I would have just gone crazy, but I'm yeah. like, maybe I don't understand. Like, let's hear more. Maybe I don't know the kids here. You know, maybe I'm, I don't know. And I go, please explain otherism. And she went on this whole thing about you should never want to feel different or singled out. And what? I'm like, I, I'm not going to do. So I had to like quietly diffuse that because you could hear a rumbling. Like, yeah. Like, we welcome points of view. Like, like I was about to turn on I, her. I, I had to turn into such a pussy, which I hated because <laughs> it was so ridiculous. I wanted to shake her, but you yeah. can't shake. Can't shake them anymore. Right. You feel different. <laughs> I'm the only one getting shaked here. I'm like, so then I'm like, what the fuck would you like us to do? 
mm. otherism. That's nuts. So maybe I yeah. maybe I don't know. And she was dead serious. See, I'm the we're the I feel like our my generation's the opposite. We're like we only want to feel other. Like we don't like <laughs> feeling like everyone else. I'm like, isn't it good to be different from anybody else? But like I didn't know how to handle that. Oh, I don't so know. It was so out there on the fringes. I think that's what's crazy about a job like yours, uh, going into a, a different city, different room, different people. Different venue, different sometimes, layout. Sometimes the same question or slightly different questions, I'm sure, that end up taking you down a road that you just don't know. It, it's the same thing as like when yeah. I watch a comedian do crowd work. It's like, oh, be careful. It's, yeah, it's good. This Everything can be different. We do about, uh, about a third of our shows in comedy clubs about a third of them in music venues and then a third in theaters. Mm -hmm. It's different of what yeah. tone is in a comedy club and the drinking is a little yeah. bit different. In the theater, they're going to drink less. When we start a show at 7.30, which some places require us to do, people come from work, they might have time to grab a drink and then the show starts. When we start the show at 8 o'clock, they have, they're on their second drink. <laughs> By the time that changes the show sure. too. You know, everything is sort of the... When you do a show at the beginning of the month, it's different from the end of the month wow. because of how work oh, things yeah. and monthly. When you do the end of a quarter, like oh, there's just enough people wow. that are going through the same job that that you know you've really started to pick up on little things when you do shows closer to Christmas time or uh, holiday time. It's a little bit different than at the beginning of the year. Beginning of the year, people are hopeful and rebirth and. You know, and, and then the by Valentine's the time, Day shows must be so much fun around Valentine's that time. Valentine's shows, we've done them. Summertime. Some people love summertime, but some people hate summertime. I always get dumped in the spring. That's like, I feel like, <laughs> you know, the Jesus Christ people. How, <laughs> how light it is at eight o'clock when we start a show in yeah. whatever yeah. time in your city matters. Like, you, you kind of roll with all of it, but you learn certain patterns that you're like, oh God, it's a November 7th show. Well, I freaking can't wait. And, uh, I know people are going to want to jump in and listen to your podcast once they hear you here. What is there an episode or two besides like starting from what's happening present time? Is there like an episode that you're kind of like, listen to this people to kind of get an idea? That's like asking me to pick my favorite child. We that want I you to have. pick your we favorite you child. We want you to do that. Yeah. Um, pick your favorite child. Uh, you are your parents' favorite child, by the way. They do <laughs> love you. Um, <laughs> there's one that I did. I think it's called Save the Males is the title of it. Okay. Where I was just so fed up with the passive men in Denver, Colorado or something that I did this whole thing about like this whole sort Instead of, of manif whales, manifesto of like, guys, you need to do this. Um, like passive meaning just not going after the date or they're like, let's just go hiking and drink craft beer. Oh, and smoke. Yeah. I blame craft beer for the downfall <laughs> of dating last year, too. Really? Because it lets guys go out, talk about their beer and hang out in little groups. Guys, stop drinking craft beer. <laughs> go to the wine bar. OK, yes, there's more girls there. The ratio's better there. The ratio is bad at craft beer. Yeah. Craft beer is terrible. Thing. Uh, that would be another San Diego reason too. I, I get it. Yeah. yeah, it's a thing here. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> I love it. Drink I'm a the bud. Same way. Drink a Bud Light. You'll drink a Corona. You'll be fine. And go talk to the girls. I love it. Craft beer guys are not talking to girls. And you're Brian Howie on everything, right? Brian Howie on everything. Great love debate on everything. The Great Love Debate podcast is uh, everywhere. You're gonna have a lot of celebrities on there who talk about crazy shit. You're my favorite. And, and you're, you're gonna so be cool. traveling with this show for a while. Yeah. So um, it, it, I was done at the end of last year. Like I'm not. Do we even had like a cake and no more oh, shows or whatever. Retiring. And then I somebody called and like come do another show here. And then I'm like, okay, I want to go to places where I either haven't been in a while, like San Diego, 
or places that we'd never done the show. So like we'd never been to New Orleans. I just did New Orleans. Oh, we're going cool. to we're going to Sydney and we're going to Perth and we're going to Tel Aviv in July. And so we're literally going all around the world and because How I'm, fun. I'm like I couldn't go to back to you know, San Jose a tenth time. So <laughs> where where, uh, where can people check out where you're going next? GreatLoveDebate.com. We have our whole tour schedule there. It keeps updating all the time. We'll pretty much have the whole schedule that's up there now until the summer, and then there'll be sort of a fall uh, swing of it. But um, well, if you're out there and wondering, yeah, you and go I'm going to check, check out. This out. It's a good thing I'm, I'm taking, coming. I'm coming tomorrow. Co- you but that's curious yeah. to me. Like yeah. I can't even imagine what it's like dating in Tel Aviv. Like I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Or Sydney. I don't know. I just got back from Japan, and it's like dating there is very different. Yeah. I mean, we're in. Uh, Bangkok last year and when you take a girl out in Bangkok you have to ask to take her out you take her out she has to bring a friend really you you you, you have to pay for her and the friend yeah, if you're and you for can't a third, you I mean, can't but you can't touch her or the friend until her or the friend tells you to touch them I'm always like that's kind of like dating in LA it's just as expensive and you're probably and she brings a friend and yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder how many romances have started with a friend. So it's weird. Bangkok, though, is like there's a good chance they're both men. Well, that's a whole the the whole ladyboy culture is a whole thing over there. You walk around Bangkok, you see a lot of really angry or really brokenhearted guys that are just like, I am shutting down the emotional (laughs) part of this. Just give me the ladyboys. Yeah, for two bucks. Oh my goodness. And the ladyboys have lady parts, or do they have boy parts? They have boy parts. They have boy parts. They do. But the guys like I will live a life of two dollar blowjobs and. But, drink. But the oh, lady boys yeah. look like ladies and really attractive ladies. Like nice legs and everything. I I'm, there. Gonna, I'm the one who said the other day, like, I can't believe how hot mannequins are now. <laughs> so I'm not one to talk about it. <laughs> well, like, it's a as, very lonely. As they he, really are anatomically as he lowers, They are. I have to yeah. pay attention. <laughs> as he lowers his VR helmet onto yeah. his head. <laughs> well, thank you so much yeah, for being here. Yeah, you're awesome. Thanks for yeah. having me. Thank we'll see you, you on the show. Go out there and see him, guys. Snuggling down there with our good friend Brian Howie. No, if you could just like um just go like for fifteen minutes and Brian yeah. and I will just stay in the sleeping bag. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you so want to go back down there? I'm just gonna go in the sleeping bag with Brian for like fifteen minutes. Well, what are you and gonna do down there? Talk more about his minutes. plays and like oh. give me seven minutes. Seven, seven minutes yeah, in heaven. Yeah. Seven three minutes. <laughs> give me three minutes with Brian. <laughs> you got a, you got a little bit of thing for him? Yeah. You got a little bit of a yep. really? Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't feel that, but you did get kind of nervous. A mentorship. I felt you getting nervous, and you kept looking at him like mm-hmm. drooling, and plus you needed something that you don't normally have to have uh, on these uh, podcasts. Is you wanted to drink beforehand. Mm-hmm. I want to get frisky with my whiskey. You had. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I know you're so annoyed with me. Oh my god! No, I love I love Brian. That was a great conversation. Actually, when we got done recording, I wish we'd kept recording because he had a bunch more to say, which I I wish I, I could have shared with me too. with all you guys. Uh, but it just goes to show you, you need to get out there and go to the Great Love Debate uh, live show because there's a lot of great uh, little tidbits, little kernels. Yes. Of relationship advice. I love the idea of like uh, a live setting where people come in and he doesn't know what's going to happen. Of course, he's going to direct it a certain way, but also just to know what people are looking for. And and we are all kind of like lost out there. I know. I loved hearing about the different cities, too. Yeah. That makes me really happy. Yeah. And I can't believe we're living in the laziest I dating can. city. We've been it's saying it for a long taken. time, you know? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know. Well, I'm going to go meet a friend. I'm always meeting a friend. Are you, is that why you're wearing your Lululemon? 
<laughs> my finest Lululemon <laughs> size extra extra large. Oh, I know, but it's okay. No, it's not. And uh, <laughs> 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 I'm joking. I'm joking, of course. Uh, what else, man? Do you want to you want to hang out for a little bit, or you, I mean, you you still got half a drink? I have enough for a whole other episode. You do? Yeah. We should get to it right about. This episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was composed and sang by your friendly camp director, me, PB and J. If you've got a question or you want to be the next camper of the week, email us at campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Meryl on Instagram at campfireshitshow, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Well, kids, it's time to pack up the camp and put out the fire. But don't you worry. We'll see you soon on another episode of the Campfire Shit Show.